0: This, 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 this away. Game. Let's be honest, talking about our faith, it can get hard sometimes. Really God. <laughs> Who was Jesus for real? Sometimes we get How caught up in the world. Religion. But now the world will have to get caught up in us. We're here to talk about it. We're here to talk about our real faith. We're here to talk about the real God. God For unapologetic apologetics everywhere, welcome Welcome to Tactical Tactical Faith Radio.
1: of Tactical Faith Radio. I'm Matt Burford. I'm here with the brand new Tactical Faith Pastor Fellow, Keelan Adams.
2: Hello, Mr. Adams. Hello, hello, Mr. Burford. How are you after a long day of teaching? Um, I am, you know what, I feel pretty good after that pizza. Oh, yeah. that was fantastic <laughs> pizza, by the way.
1: Marcos is not a sponsor, but they can be if they want to be. Right. <laughs> Yeah. That's my right. wife came home and uh, brought us some pizza. Uh, you always feel like that a full belly is going to make for a good podcast. Mm. At least I do. I can't do a podcast on an empty belly. So, But I did work out from 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock with uh, an old Alabama cornerback named Simeon Castile. Uh, he worked my tail off for about, um, for about an hour. Wow. And he told me, he said, uh, Mr. Burford, you're doing, and of course he's younger than me, uh, Mr. Burford, you're doing a really good job. And I said, you be quiet because you have 1% body fat and you don't know what it's like to be me, which is a balding 40-year-old white man. who can't do half the stuff that he's showing me to do. So, Because he was the one with the physique and he can play the football. I can do none of that. But I can talk. And I have a really good radio voice. I, at least they say that I do. Um, so we're starting up a podcast again today. And I asked <coughs> Mr. Adams, to come, I say, Mister Adams, because that's what I'm used to referring to at uh, Evan Evangel Classical Christian School, yeah. where he teaches along with me. Uh, you teach in the area of apologetics, theology, Christian history. Is there mm-hmm. any? Oh, you also do something on electronics, right? Called MIB.
2: Yeah, uh, You yeah. just do it we, all, don't you? Yeah, we recently went through a, a name change. We're actually uh, producing a uh, uh, a hip hop song. Uh, just inform people about what we do in our name change. And uh, we hope to put a little music video to it. It's uh, ETME. And uh, it's actually a Latin phrase, uh, et me, um, saying uh, and me, that we come at the end uh, and we serve, like we keep serving uh, our service unto the Lord primary. Wow. So yeah, so that is an audiovisual elective that we do at the end of the day. So you can't do anything in classical world without having it in latin right <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 good or greek <laughs> or greek yeah maybe well, throw a little throw a little at greek least here, that's our world yeah yeah <laughs> the, latin yeah we minute, are latin
1: well that well i'm just saying me and your world teaching bible greek yeah. and we can handle Hebrew we can kind of handle. The minute my students start talking Latin, I just refer them to other times. <laughs> but all right, so w- we brought you on as a pastor fellow. Uh, you're also a teacher. Uh, you have a really unique life. I've enjoyed getting to know you uh, over the past couple of months. Give our our listeners kind of a background of who you are, where you came from, and how did you get to this particular
2: point? Okay, well, uh, I mean, I, uh, I'm from... You know the southern, perhaps the southernmost part of Alabama. Um, it's a it's a small town that uh, is around about thirty minutes north of Mobile, and um, you know uh, born and raised um, there. And so I write uh, from so I came to know the Lord at age seventeen while I was a junior in high school, and. From that point, I went directly to uh, Bible college. So after I uh, after I graduated high school, I went directly into Bible college, and so I felt that the Lord was calling me, uh, preparing me to, um, you know, just be all in with ministry, and so I, I did not stall. I just uh, went right into it, and um, then next thing you know, I thought that Bible college was all there was until my professor said, uh, we need to help you look for, um, a grad school or seminary. And I was like, wait a minute. So it's another level beyond Bible. I thought this was, I thought this was it. Um, and very, so very Gnostic. <laughs> <way>. There's another <laughs> level for you to go to. <laughs> um, and so after that, you know, I, um, I began just speaking. There's a lot of, uh, evangelizing doing, uh, couple, you know, national mission trips and uh, from that point, started getting opportunities to preach and uh, then eventually got ordained. And um, and so I graduated uh, from, well, I actually attended Southeastern Bible College uh, here in Birmingham, on the south side of Birmingham, Valedale Road, and um, then I graduated uh, from there and you know, there are a lot of a lot of things that I'm skipping, but just moving to uh, where I am now, um, you know, now I I am teaching at a uh, classical Christian school uh, right here in Alabaster, and I mean I you know I I, I love it, I Th- enjoy it. This is your fourth year there. Right? This is my f- fourth year, yes. Sure. Mm-hmm.
1: What if um, would you ever would have thought yourself
2: five years ago teaching at a classical school? N- not at all. Did you know anything because about classical education? I did not know anything about classical education. Yeah. And so when I found out about it, um, when uh, someone actually told me that a school was, you know, a Christian school was um, looking to fill a position for a Bible teacher. So I was like, um, man, that sounds pretty good because the, my friend who informed me of this, he told me he was like, this is right up your alley. And, uh, so you might need to look into this cause I was, uh, during the time I was, uh, working at a, at a little warehouse and, um, and so I was like, you know, I would like to put my gifts, uh, into effect like five days a week if I can possibly do that. And so I looked into it and I was like, my goodness, the classical structure, um, This is amazing. And after I did a lot of research um, about the classical model and uh, quite a bit of reading, and then uh, I just went ahead and applied. And the next thing you know, they brought me on. So do you consider what you do ministry? I I do.
1: I do. Yes. So you feel like that when you were called into a particular ministry, if you don't use that language, this is what God has called you into the teaching. I I I would say
2: that. Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. Okay.
2: Yeah, I would say that.
1: Well, i know from you know being around you that you have a unique pers- you know unique perspective on things uh you bring something new you're from what we would consider in alabama lower alabama yeah. so even from That's lower right. alabama you have a different perspective than yeah. from uh, from us yankees up here in north alabama right yeah.
2: and i grew up in the woods the woods yes in like the deep south in the deep south in deep in south the woods. alabama yes mm-hmm. what, what in a was, rural area what was the town again Macintosh. Macintosh. How many were in Macintosh? Okay. We you know what? Ah uh, my goodness. Um maybe I'm estimating it correctly, it could be near uh six thousand, ten thousand, somewhere in between. So where you are is a culture change compared to where you grew up? Um oh my goodness it's (laughs) like (laughs) this is a being in Birmingham so it was a it was culture shock for me leaving um, my little small town and uh, making it up to to Birmingham you know a a small uh, town a very rural area and then just coming up to the big city because you know we've always talked about man if you can just go to birmingham and you know birmingham is this birmingham is that and the malfunction junction (laughs) and how bad it can be and you know you're just hearing all these uh different stories about it and so it kind of it really excites you and um so next thing you know i made it up here and i was like my goodness what is this Highway 280. What is what is this? You know. So sure. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Um, yeah. I'll,
1: I'll, I don't know where to start. You know, there's so many things that we could do. There's so many things we can talk about. Uh, first and foremost, though, I would I would love your perspective because we have we've had some really great conversations. For those who don't know, we we have uh, me and I'll continue to call him Mr. Adams because I'm used to it. I'm not supposed to call you by your first name at school, uh, but we have lunch <laughs> together where we look over some some young, uh, young men and let them eat lunch and me and you talk. And our talks have been great. You yeah. know, I've learned so much hip hop. Yes. You know, which is something hip-hop. that I am not, a, I know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest. My, music is not my thing. Uh, enjoy music, enjoy all kinds of music. Uh, but your level of knowledge when it comes to hip hop. And then plus I hear from other students as they walk. Have you heard Mr. Adams rap? Mm-hmm. Yet, And I'm like, no, I have not heard Mr. Adams rap yet. <laughs> so in our conversations about hip hop, you know, you've taught me about people like Lecrae and, mm-hmm. and some others. Um, why hip hop? What's interesting about hip hop and how have you integrated it so create, creatively mm-hmm. in your
2: teaching? OK, um, well, first of all, yes, uh, I grew up listening to uh, the hip hop Uh, musical genre and so it was something that i mean my first uh time hearing hip-hop was when i was four years old i I remember it very clearly um secular of course first one was uh dj quick for (laughs) Uh, there may be some guys out there who might say oh yeah uh (laughs) uh-huh um but and uh that was uh you know my my Older uh, half sibling, um, introduce, introduce, um, uh, my other brothers and I to, um, hip hop. And so, um, I, I, just really began to like it. Uh, it was something that, you know, I was able to identify with it. Sure. Um, and then on top of that, I just like the artistic, uh, the the artistry behind it in telling a story sure because that's you know wh- what they're doing now when you hear a secular hip-hop now it's bent out of shape but uh when you go back to the 80s you know when you go back to guys like slick rick and all those you know those heavy hit heavy hitting djs they are they're telling a story about their struggle and so, you know, that I, I just, I, I really began to take on to that. And so when I was, uh, in the third grade, I, you know, that was my first time writing rap music, third grade, third grade. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it had influenced, uh, my mind so much until like I was thinking about it a, a lot. And then I was able to, you know, people like to hear me rap, uh, like, a, after kind of, uh, imitate a few groups. Sure, <laughs> And so mm-hmm. After that, I just began to just really start writing and doing different things like that. But when I came to know Christ, now when I was seventeen, um, then I just you know it's like the Lord really shook me, and uh, it, it 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 seemed that um, things just kind of fell off a lot of different things, and then it seems as if He brought uh, a lot of things back, and so. I was kind of turned off. Like after I came to know Christ, I was turned off at hip hop music because of what it's associated with. Um, I didn't know anything about Christian hip hop, didn't know anything about the cross movement. So they had already been doing Christian hip hop for since like 91 and they became uh, kind of mainstream in 97. But I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I have all these lyrics and stuff playing through my mind. Hmm. From, these, from all these songs that I have listened to over the years. And so I'm going to take the beat that I am constantly hearing in my mind throughout the school day. And I'm going to, when I when I find time, when I find a little late time, after I get done with my lesson or whatnot, I'm going to write lyrics to them about Christ. So from that point, I began, right? I didn't know that Christian hip hop existed so I just began to uh, to write my own lyrics to some of the things that, um, you know, that the, the, some of the beats that were playing in my head. So it's, it's yeah. interesting that from what I've heard, um, it's very earthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very raw.
1: It seems yes. to be very raw and it seems to be very true. Like mm-hmm. one of the things you, you said, current hip hop, of course, has a lot of. Um, negativity sound surrounding around it, but yeah. the positive things about hip hop are it's tr- it seems genuine and true. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, and not only is it genuine and true, when done right and done skillfully and with wisdom, can not only speak to a cu- about a culture, but can speak to other cultures exactly. in terms of telling you this is where we're
2: at. Right, and right. even teach and even teach teaches. Yes, yes. Sure. So I just, I basically, uh, since that is a part of me, then I was like, you know what? I can use this since it, since it already teaches and we have like a a little, I guess, uh, a branch within Christian hip hop called lyrical theology. And so it's just basically taking uh, like a systematic, uh, theology book, like Wayne Grudem and, 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 you know, putting it to a beat and what? rhyming. Yes. So Shailene, uh, well, first of all, the ambassador, the ambassador is from, uh, he's actually getting this working on his doctorate right now. I don't know if he's uh, finished, but he's one of the, uh, pioneers of Christian hip hop from the early nineties. And, um, so yeah, getting his doctorate at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary, if I say that correctly. And, um, he was the one who really pushed, uh, people down that road. And so, um, there was another individual who actually has, uh, you know, like entire albums, uh, that are pretty much systematic theology. His name is Shia and, uh, the ambassador actually influenced Shylin. And so, uh, since I, uh, came to see that it it could teach I was like you know what this would be a helpful tool to use um in classical education and so you know I and you know classical education is it really is it's a model that embraces uh um like repetition and song and different things like mnemonic devices, it encourages that. And so when I, when I actually learned about that, as I was applying for this job, then I was like, you know what I can use, th- this has a place for me to teach, um, kids. And so, um, I ended up like, like for history of Christianity, I, uh, wrote a song, um, you know, within about an hour, uh, it's like one verse, but it's about Augustine. So for those who are out there, um, Saint Augustine. uh, Augustine of Hippo. Yeah, so I wrote uh, a a song about his pretty much about, kind of his bio. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, the music means we're at at least
1: 15 or 20 minutes. Okay. So, but before we leave and come back to what you're talking about, who is this? That is Lecrae, no doubt. (laughs) What is it? What song? I'm, te- I'm 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 going to test you.
2: Oh man, I don't know. On the spot, on the spot. It says believe. Be- oh, okay, okay.
3: So we're yeah,
1: gonna. I, yeah, I can't wait. This is awesome. No this. other place is going to talk about classical education and hip hop than Tactical Faith Radio. We'll Tactical be right Faith. back. we're back it's tactical faith radio talking to keelan adams about lyrical theology hip-hop what else are we talking about school classical education classical education and we've added somebody we're like gremlins around here if you put water Mm -hmm. on us we multiply (laughs) say hi shannon
3: Hello, my name's Shannon Poe. That sounded like rap music a second ago. Yeah, we're not allowed
1: (laughs) to have rap music down here, apparently, but we do. It's here. (laughs) Mr. Adams is bringing a new kind of feel and tone to Tactical Faith that was much needed. Yeah, no doubt. And it is great to debut him and showcase him and have him here today. And we hope to have um, him here more often and uh, who is this that we're listening to? Fizzle.
2: Fizzle? From St. Louis. St. Louis, Missouri. But he's not part of the ATL group. Huh? No, no, no. Okay. He, he, he's a feel like he knows them. Sure. Um, but yeah, they've collabed on a few projects. But yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we should just listen to this. <laughs>
1: All right, Shannon, how are you doing, brother?
3: Oh, I'm doing okay.
1: Yeah, you come in from uh, 30, 30 miles, no, no, 20 miles away south. Yeah,
3: like 15, 20 miles away. All right. Hey, I, I grew up listening to some of the rap music. Who did you grow up listening to? Uh, I... Well, Snoop Doggy Dog, of course. You know. <laughs> I mean, that was in my in my different kind of days, you know, before I met Jesus. Uh, well, when I first met Mister Adam, when I well, we went to a uh, we had to look over
1: some sort of party that the school was having, and I was telling him that I used to listen to Bel Biv DeVoe. Bel
2: Biv DeVoe.
3: Yeah. Yeah. All of
1: a sudden, his eyes were like, "What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Who was it that you were related to? Um, oh, the uh, one of the members of Bell Biv DeVoe." Um, they uh, he, he got together a little group of guys by the name of ABC, ABC, another bad creation, ABC, BBD, yeah. So, um, a couple
3: of those uh, young fellas, Farside my my relatives. Do you like Farside Maybe that's maybe that's a little too old school. Farside maybe, yeah, maybe uh, uh, De, La right. De, De La Soul, uh, okay. De yeah, La Soul, okay. And uh, I like De La Soul a lot. Who else? Who, was, who else was in there right right in there with De La Soul there was like another kind of that was whenever hip hop was kind of a it was a new emerging hmm. thing and it who was De La Soul Farside um yeah, of course were, uh right? you know the outcasts you know oh i love that to be honest with you that there were in atlanta you know i have to be honest with
1: you when i go work out it's mostly (laughs) outcasts i know some of the lyrics are not good but there's something about outcasts that i just really enjoy and if and if we lose donors over that i'm so sorry (laughs) you know it is what it is um but we're here talking um with keelan adams uh shannon poe and in here and And um, for some reason, I was calling you Keenan Adams. I think my autocorrect (laughs) did something with that the other day. Uh, So sorry about that. Oh, that's cool. Um, So let's let's talk about this again. We were talking about lyrical theology, and you were also talking about how listen, this is this is really interesting stuff, Shannon. How you can use hip hop and even the rhythms and the sound and everything, and he's applying it to Wayne Grudem. Oh, wow. So mm-hmm. is, tell me more about
3: that. You couldn't get a guy that's any wider than Wayne Grudem to apply something <laughs> like that to, right?
1: Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm not sure if he's if he's lifting us up or we're pulling him down. <laughs> but tell us about this lyrical theology and, and also tell us how, if there's somebody that who's a parent, is there a way that we can use that as a church to help us understand
2: God? Right. Um, so lyrical theology is... It is basically taking theology as we know it, as it has been developed over the you know past couple thousand years uh, throughout the history of Christianity, is, is, is taking um, uh, theology in its system and basically putting uh, that to a beat and, and putting a, a lyrical flow to it to where it is able to teach people about uh, right teaching, about sound teaching, sound doctrine, false doctrine as well, and uh, about Christ and, and everything that uh, encompasses that.
1: So in other words, well, like the Hebrews did in Psalms.
2: You know what? Yeah. It's the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean,
1: um, uh, while wow, we've lost Whether
2: that. you have the acrostics or... Yeah. You, mm-hmm, I mean, right, it, you it,
1: it uses repetition to help you understand and help you learn depth. Okay, right. so you know the next question that I'm going to ask Give me some. Are oh, you really? uh, Do you have to warm up? I mean, what do you have <laughs> to do? I got I mean, the listeners are going to have to want to know what it sounds like. You don't have to do a whole bunch of it. Just give me a little snippet.
2: Just a little snippet.
1: Tell me what it is and, and tell me, and then give it to us and then tell us, you know, tell us what it means and how that can be applied. And oh, okay. where you can go. I mean, if there's people that would like to go and hear this, mm-hmm. where can they go to find this stuff?
2: Okay. Um, well, uh, uh, like my my really close friend, close friend Tucson Adams. He's a pastor now in uh, uh, Kentucky, and he has an album called Term Paper. So it's like a, 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 ter- a term paper that he was to submit, um, and it is about the you know like a, a number of things um, regarding he has one on there devoted to addressing the word of faith movement. Okay. False teachers. He has, a, a number of, uh, uh, individuals on there sound bites from the word of faith movement and he'll play the sound bite. And then after that, he actually, uh, he, uh, provides a commentary on it. And, um, he also has something regarding the authority of scripture. So like, for example, so, uh, you know, I'm just borrowing from him just to give you an example. Some, some guys out there, they can do it way better than me. So this is God's revelation of himself. In 66 books, take it down off the shelf. God, the Holy Spirit wrote it. Men were his pens by the act, uh, not an act of human will. They were moved by him. The canon The standard rule for the Christian, you'll avoid a lot of errors if you study what's been written. The word is inerrant. That means without error, though men may err. God's word stands clear. God created the world, but can't write a perfect book. Search it. See what it says. You got to look. You see, so that's that's just uh, uh, and you know again that's one of my close friends. He he's actually from um, he was born Raleigh, North Carolina, and uh, he he was uh, raised here in Birmingham. But now he is a uh, a pastor. Uh, he's a uh, uh, the master seminary. He actually went to went to Bible College, Southeast Bible College. He left there, went to the master seminary, and then he also uh, got the chance to uh, I think he graduated from. Southern from Al Molar Seminary so yeah and uh, I can also give you a little something else that I wrote you want to hear oh yeah okay so this is uh
1: do we have to get a board vote Shannon mm,
2: no no I don't think we so don't either. have to get those guys involved <laughs> <laughs> so this is and of course for the listeners you know I just I want to make sure that it's slow enough so that people can understand it um, I won't really kind of force it like I would normally do it in the booth uh, but this is the one that I wrote about Augustine. Some people know him as Saint Augustine. Hey, yo, are y'all surprised to see me make a guest appearance? Been about sixteen hundred years. Been experiencing heavenly bliss. Yes, Christ wiped all the uh, wiped away my tears. Trust that I can sympathize with you. I was once on earth too. Times may be difficult and hard, but trust that Christ will see you through in the city of God. Look forward to your future facelift, but please forgive me as I shift to my testimony and where I come from. Note that's not above the norm. The son of a pagan Roman official born in Tagasti, Africa. Wait, don't turn me off yet. I got more coming after you. I was known early on for being studious, tenacious dedication but what many don't mention is I had a classical education. I was naturally intelligent, rapidly developing, but after Jesus' fellowship, that would be irrelevant. I lusted in vain, no care on earth about Jesus' name, fruitless. There's another side to that story, let me be blunt. The truth is, (laughs) a praying mother caused me to leave my lover. I traded that lover for a significant other. Was that other another one of my side chicks? Nope. I was led to this other by a preacher named Ambrose. Now I'm about Christ's mission. Forget my false beliefs of of Manichaeism. Soon thereafter, I would be ordained bishop can now reflect and think how it was christ i was running from for sure i didn't know it was life i was running from god blessed me with a mom her name was monica she introduced me to my king savior and creator monica 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 oh monica you are a praying woman and there ain't no stopping you all of your prayers paid off and were worth it what i never told you guys is that by her me and daddy were converted This is just an old story of a sin lost not found, but one more thing I have seen while dead that strikes me as profound, skewed illustrations of my skin pigmentation, I see now that where I'm from is not a place to be embraced. At any rate, I know this is a lot coming after you. I hope I see no more performance of abracadabras. Take heed and see where this story of grace is coming from. Remind your kids that I brought you this story straight out of Africa. Whoa. (laughs) Wow! So the name of the song is "Straight Out of Africa," wow. and I, I uh, wrote that uh, while my um, my my wife was like, uh, we were heading to a uh, a, a Presbyterian. <laughs> uh, uh, of course, you can probably guess when what day it occurred. Uh, a Reformation party. Sure, <laughs> and uh, so I actually uh, dressed up like a pastor, dressed up as Martin Luther, I dressed up as uh, Augustine, and so I used that as a teaching tool. So that's why I first developed it, and then I brought it into the classroom. After that, wow, um, and so yeah, I I, devel- I wrote that in one hour.
1: But that's your voice. I mean, that's you. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. stuff you said. It's been you've been doing it since you were in. Th- third grade third grade yes so in other words when christ redeemed you he made that part better yeah, right right, right. He, But yeah it was a total but, transformation but what we understand from what you're telling me and i understand from song and music is that art and shannon can come in here because shannon's an artist that art in and of itself true art represents what truth right true art is it, i mean does it represent truth
3: some aspect of it should be, reality right? yeah, and, it, it should. and it should
1: be genuine right mm-hmm. but and and that's what this is i mean this is what you just did and and the problem is why is not this getting out outside of this circle or is it or maybe you know the whole world doesn't revolve around matt burford so maybe it is mm-hmm. uh, is this something that's happening are are people utilizing this uh, more and more you think or well
2: well it's a uh, uh, you mean like lyrical theology yeah well uh we've been you know and what i what i mean by we is that those of us who are uh you know hip-hop heads who are now um into uh just christian hip-hop and now you know due to uh just discipleship and a lot of other things it's pushing us in areas and in, in different areas like pastoring and just doing a lot, you know missions and all this other stuff um is that it it because of the context from which it came um, it sometimes has a little bit of difficulty uh, getting into um, like kind of into other I guess dominant type cultures Sure. Um, well primarily here in America Um, so uh, we've been we've been working through that Uh, been uh, doing a lot of different talks and debates and um, you know some you you have some pastors who they'll I, I've heard some pastors get together on a, on a panel and they're just like man if you you know you're like a wimp if you uh, listen to hip hop and wear a backwards cap that's just you know so I mean there are some who who uh look at it like no we need to cast that away because remember what that came from remember the context that it it came out of um and look at how it is now so anything associated to it or related closely to that to rap um it it has no place um, in, you know, the, the 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 realm of Christianity,
1: which is funny, though, because um, in classical education, the argument always is, what do we do with this pagan literature? Exactly. Right. 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 So mm-hmm. it, it sounds like it's a similar kind of thing. Yeah. But I could see churches u- using there are you some say. who embrace it. Though. I would see church most mainline it. churches, let's just say white churches would use that, but they would leave it in the youth department mm-hmm. as opposed to it mm-hmm. being in a legitimate way of learning and listening and worshiping Mm -hmm. in the adult behind the podium right right which is what i mean what i'd like to see i'd like to learn more about it Mm -hmm. you know i think this is kind of i mean this whole thing is just fascinating for me you know anything that we can use to learn not only more about cultures but also if it's a new mnemonic kind of device to help me learn about church history and theology and how can i know god better exactly right as opposed to this same old tried and true things that i grew up with there's other outlets out there that are worthwhile for us to consider and not only just consider but import into our own worship and discipleship
2: Mm -hmm, right and i and i think that's something that'll be you know once again like ephesians chapters two and three knocking down that barrier yeah that dividing Um, yes that dividing wall so uh you know just like just being Cautious and just uh, uh, exercising discernment, of course, because uh, Scripture doesn't uh, does not want us to leave that out. But at the same time, if it's something that is able to bless the people of God, then I think you know, I think that's something we need to consider.
1: Totally agree. I mean, we were talking about that today. I was talking about Ephesians, and the fact remains that our isn't it awesome that our church is so colorful. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're unified under the same message, and we're unified by the fact that God's on, that the Son is on the throne, and a new kingdom that we can be a part of. But it doesn't look like Islam. Mm-hmm. Islam wants to import and export a. Th- a certain way of thinking and looking. And in a lot of ways that Western Christianity was the same way with his missionaries. they had to deal with that issue, but what the spirit of God says is I'm just going to move into your culture and make it better. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to absolve your culture of the way it
3: looks. The ones that are really remembered, like what is it? Was, was it William Carey? Yeah. That whenever he went to India, right.
1: Or Matteo Ricci or some of those other ones who, yeah, they,
3: they, they took on the dress and the culture of the people that they were trying to reach. And, um, they were much more successful yeah i mean so we instances. need i
1: mean in it awesome at the mm. end of the day when god calls us and we're, we're inaugurated into his finalized kingdom it's every tongue and every nation will confess exactly right. and it will all look different and we'll all be able to learn freely what it means to be christ-like that's mm-hmm. yeah, fantastic in one body yeah in one body all right um if i can get this to work I was trying to be really cool and get some music, but apparently it's not working. I might have to edit that later. <laughs> All right, we're going to take. Uh, oh because It's because mute was oh, okay So let's try. I'm, I'm going to fix you that. You had it turned down. I'm going <laughs> to have to fix that in post edit. All right. So that was good. Uh, that's our second round. We'll be back here in a minute. Uh, this is, you're going to have to help me.
3: Who
2: do you think this is? Uh, propaganda. Sh- oh, pro- propaganda. Prop. My man, prop
3: from the West Coast. Oh, he's a West Coast guy. No, mm-hmm. I used to listen to Propagandi. <laughs>
2: Propagandi.
1: <laughs> 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 See, I told you I don't hope so. I will be back with tactical Faith radio here in a minute We're back for tactical Faith radio. We're gonna move on from hip-hop to talk about apologetics because that's what we do at tactical Faith. We're about trying to help and equip the church, especially here in Alabama talk about their faith credibly and reasonably um, we could talk about hip-hop. And I am fascinated with it. Maybe that's for another podcast. You teach apologetics at um, ECCS. How did you get involved in apologetics?
2: Okay. Um, well, I guess the what did, is ECCS? Yes. Um, so the the school ECCS Evangelical Classical Christian School, and um, located in. Alabama classical Christian model um well the classical model um is followed there and then it is distinctly Christian so it's distinctly Christian and distinctly classical and uh I just happened to kind of at first I was teaching um world history so that would be from the beginning of creation all the way up to the Persian war so I was covering like a you know a, a huge chunk of time there. Um, And then I was able to drop that and then pick up apologetics while still teaching church history and, um, you know, having a a background in apologetics or training in apologetics from my undergrad. Cool. mm -hmm. What have you enjoyed with apologetics? I mean, man, there are a number of things because... Apologetics is a type of um, area of of study where it it, it it gives you a like a lot of freedom to just go all over the place right. regarding religion and just philosophical uh, concepts and then, you know, just comparing and contrasting. With scripture, and then also just making that divide, showing you, like, okay, this is where scripture draws the line, and uh, this is what scripture has to say about this particular philosophical worldview.
1: Yeah, it's like being a general practitioner. I mean, you get to be able to talk about so many different things. Now, it can be kind of overwhelming. um, but you That's get to right. but you get to pick and choose sometimes what you're good at, mm-hmm. and you can go in massive depth with that. But right. Uh, you're right. Um, I mean, people like Lewis can talk about so many, C.S. Lewis can talk about so many things, you know. Right. And mm-hmm. so I agree. So how do your students Are your students um, are they energetic about apologetics? Do uh, uh, most of them think that it's needed? Do you think they're adequately prepared ap- prepared for college?
2: Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, based on uh, what we are giving them. Um, I would say they like they really have the you know, speaking of a tactical faith, they have the tactics whereby they can um, defend the faith. They they have a really good foundation um, laid for them, I think, in uh, regarding their excitement about this particular class. Um, some of them have been looking forward to this class since they were like in the ninth grade. Wow! So, uh what yeah. Grade, and, what
3: grade are you teaching? Uh,
2: seniors. Oh, so wow! Twelfth grade. Mm-hmm. So, have some and, and parents as well. There, there are a number of parents who, you know, they have high expectations for, um, for the apologetics class because you know this, it, that that's it. <laughs> before they get, before they get out there, you know, that's it for them as far as the formal training is concerned in their you know, grade school up. Now, in my defense,
1: um, I'm teaching apologetics and worldview for 7th grade, which means I'm prepping them for you, right? Mm. Uh, which is which is if you haven't taught 7th grade apologetics, you really haven't you haven't really taught apologetics. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying, I've been through the crucible. So you if anybody else
3: boil a lot of things down, huh?
1: But I, I do I do enjoy the fact that um, now this is specifically worldview, um, but to be able to defend in all areas in all fields of study, uh, especially um, when I look at my students that are in seventh, um, I am we're going through a book curriculum called Light Bears, which is something that Summit Ministries uses, and it is really neat for the first time for these students to understand things like economics uh things like government Mm. theology they all intermix Uh, they're all part of the same tree as the book goes through and to see those connections made with the seventh grade where they're like hey our worldview is both consistent and comprehensive uh meaning it's probably the most consistent of all worldviews and then it speaks on everything there is nothing in this world that christianity does not speak about Mm -hmm. or have some sort of opinion of because it's the truth right uh and what do you hope to do with apologetics is there something that you would like to do would you like to go out and speak more in the area of apologetics um do you think in terms of the african-american community do you think apologetics uh is something that they use that they need to use or Mm -hmm. um be honest with you we we at Tactical Faith would love to help with all cultures and races to apply reason, uh, to apply certain kinds of argumentation, but we have to be sensitive, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, the the culture that I grew out of looks a certain kind of way. Mm-hmm. It might not carry over in other cultures the same way, whether it be African-Americans or Asian or whatever. Right. Does apologetics change with different cultures?
2: I would say um, there is pretty much... I think uh, I think it just it is it, it stays the same as far as uh, what it is. I mean, because I can, you know, breaking down the Greek word um, apologetics is what it is. And so it's, it's going to have the, the same approach, but at the same time, um, being sensitive to. Uh, those other things that can come up that uh, that other cultures may not be plagued by um, mm. or other peoples, other uh, ethnic groups within the body of Christ. And so um, we need not to, um, you know, like uh, discredit or, or, or treat it as if it is something that shouldn't be brought up or something that's insignificant. But I think that um, because it's, it's something that is peculiar to that uh particular people um so you know you just have to really be uh, really be sensitive to like uh, for example you know the nation of islam you 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 know you go back to the origins of that and that's you talk about the american
3: version um, or are you talking about
2: so is it is it, yeah? It's only one nation of Islam. So nation of Islam yeah, that would like be like
3: Louis Farrakhan. Nation exactly, of Islam, right, okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So um, you know that that's something that we would we would need to focus on. That's something that we would need to because they. Yeah, can that's end a different
3: apologetic or polemic. Whenever mm-hmm. you're dealing with somebody from the nation of Islam, then then like say I would talk to a Bengali Muslim. It's like mm-hmm. there's two different worlds completely. Yeah, that's right and more right. than one way so, even though they're both kind of Islamic I don't know mm-hmm. it's like the so you have like nation a, of Islam not even I mean it's like a lot of Islamic people so, don't even folks don't even really consider the nation of Islam like as a, orthodox yeah okay, right yeah. right Right. yeah so like uh, and see
2: orthodox Islam overseas and, and the way it is in its uh, very form, it can be different from the nation of Islam. But see, the nation of Islam, it actually it addresses. I mean, it even addresses areas that Christians should be concerned about. The Christians may not be doing a good job at. Uh Oh, yeah. Wow. And so um, so do you see what can happen? That that means that that can be an avenue Whereby, I mean, there's the things that that the God of Scripture is actually concerned about. These guys could be doing a great job in that. And that can end up speaking to um, people who are of that ilk or people that um, that that particular um, religion or group is trying to target or benefit or help. Wow. So you have to be. You know, yeah, apologetics is is needed is needed. So you you know this would take us all the way back to the to the early 1900s uh, with uh, um, Fard um, Muhammad, and then on up to um, let me see uh, Elijah Muhammad, and mm-hmm. then on up to um, Farrakhan, and then also considering you know just Malcolm, Malcolm X. Malcolm X was
3: was wasn't mm-hmm. Malcolm X directly discipled by that Eli was it Elijah Farrakhan? Uh, Elijah Elijah. Elijah. Mm-hmm. What's his last name what was it Elijah Muhammad? Oh uh, yeah yeah. Okay. So uh, I think
2: uh, his Mr. Pool was uh, was his last name. No okay. uh, yeah, Pool was his last name. I forgot his first name, but yeah. And so, so you have to be you know you wow. have to be sensitive to those things. There are some other groups as well that are you know they're kind of catching footing, but uh, like in the African American community, and it's due to this new. Uh, you know this, this, this flavor that we're now, this new flavor that uh, we're getting in um, the American context uh, with something that God is actually concerned about and that's justice and how that's actually playing out. So. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: So apologetics is the same thing. Um, we're all defending the faith and the orthodox faith. Uh, we just have to, is, uh, being a handmaiden to evangelism, just as you were going to go reach out to another culture, you have to know what that culture's issues are. You have to know them in order to help speak to them and them speak to you right right yeah. right interesting uh, is that something you would like to do later on in life i mean uh speak to us go back to lower alabama and uh
2: i've already been doing it <laughs> i've been doing it for years yeah have you really mm-hmm, yeah.
1: how how have you been doing um
2: that? just uh like street hitting the streets um and just you know when somebody brings up like i may um be witnessing just evangelizing somebody i may end up going back home and, uh, evangelizing. But, you know, I've been away for five years and I don't know that, uh, some other perspective due to its care and concern about the African American uh, people, it's, uh, catching traction. Um, you know, I may be like, uh, just, just totally caught off car caught off guard by that but now it's time for me to uh provide uh, you know a really good defense for the Christian faith um mm. when you know when when you kind of run up against stuff like that but uh of course you know first peter uh, 315 doing it in gentleness and reverence mm. um so but yeah i mean uh, there then also um i think a little while ago uh, that was a few years ago i was a uh, invited to speak at like a peace rally. Um, It was, you know, a young young man had uh, gotten killed and, um, and you know, it was all uh, within the community, within the African-American context. So it wasn't no white on black violence. It was, you know, black-on-black crime. Um, And uh, uh, the the guys who were over, they invited a uh, panel of speakers there. And, you know, I happened to be, uh, the Christian minister there. Um, and there were some other, other groups from mm-hmm. some other religions there as well. Um, so yeah, I kind of find myself wow. in those places. Wow. So I, yeah, so I've been, I've been doing that for a while, just engaging in apologetics in that way for So in other words,
1: always be ready,
2: always be ready to give a defense. Wow. Yeah. I wish more of us were that way. so, yeah
1: well all right anything else this was great can we have you back i mean now that you're part sure. of the team you have to come back anytime i ask you to <laughs> right? i mean i have a special number right where i just call you and then you're like i'm sorry he answers the bat phone <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm sorry wife and children uh matt burford needs me
2: um, <laughs> no doubt no doubt i uh you know i enjoy tactical faith uh um and we hope it's, to get it's you out. me. And so, I, I, yeah, I we'll be back. We hope to get Lord you out Island. more
1: to some churches, talking about lyrical theology and talking about apologetics and um, doing all kinds of stuff. It's just the beginning um, for us with Tactical Faith in you. And uh, we're looking forward to having you on more and uh, learning from your perspective. Hopefully mm-hmm. you'll learn some stuff from us. And... Um, all right do you have anything else to say shannon um for those of you who are listening to it over the next couple of weeks we're doing rethink conference can you tell the listeners what rethink is and what they should be looking forward to
3: oh so yeah rethink is uh it's a youth apologetic conference that's being put on essentially by stand to reason brett conkle is kind of the uh think tank behind it and uh we're we're a partner there and it's geared towards i guess seventh all the way through college right which is a pretty big swath of uh of, of ages that it's kind of hitting but apparently they i know brett and i know str does it very well yeah. so it should be it should be an excellent conference and i'm telling you
1: i know we're just starting this over again with our podcast but we got a lot of good stuff going on with tactical faith over the next year uh, some things that we're going to be excited about uh, debuting. So uh, go to tacticalfaith.com. Uh, hopefully, you'll be able to find this podcast on SoundCloud and maybe YouTube. Uh, just f- follow our tweets and our Facebook and our Snapagrams <laughs> or whatever else there is out there. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Who is this? Cause he gave it all. That has to be Bizzle. Is it Bizzle? It is Bizzle. Ah. Uh. See? <laughs> See? I'm starting to know. All right, guys, we'll talk to you later. Right.
0: Let's be honest. Talking about our faith, it can get hard sometimes. Sometimes we get caught up in the world, but now the world will have to get caught up in us. We're here to talk about it. We're here to talk about our real faith. We're here to talk about the real God. For unapologetic apologetics everywhere, welcome to Tactical Faith Radio.